Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, here with my co-host, Laurel Boyven. Thank you for joining us as we dive into how doing your inner work or the beautiful work is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. Our hope is to inspire you to explore who you are, who you want to become, and what you want to do with this one precious life. Because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. Well, if you're a new listener, we are welcoming you to the show. We hope you are um, already steeped in some beautiful work out there, and we're here to help you and support you to get to your beautiful life. If you're a regular listener, thank you for being there to receive us, and we are so glad to be connected with you in this way. Hi, Laurel. How are you today? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about our topic today. Are you? I cannot wait. I know. This is such a huge possibility for a big paradigm shift, a big um, an aha moment or two in this, uh, I think, chat that we're going to have today. So, okay, listeners, here we go. And the topic we're talking about today is the trap of roles and responsibilities. And Hopefully, we can help you free yourself if you feel trapped in any roles and responsibilities, or hopefully, we can set you on the path of freedom today as we have our 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 dive deep dive conversation into the topic. So, Laurel, where shall we begin? What's coming up for you? Oh my gosh, this is such a big topic for me, you know. Yeah, and um, when I think about the roles and responsibilities that I take to be mine. I mean, some of them may have been assigned to me, but often, you know, this is kind of interwoven with my, maybe it's my self-concept, right? Maybe it's who I've um, become because of my behavior, but not necessarily because of my desire, right? Maybe we need to pull that out as a quote. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I think that, you know, what's coming up for me when I kind of travel backwards is the roles, right, and the responsibilities that I took on had a lot to do with maybe my capability or where I saw a need that I knew I could fulfill, but maybe had nothing to do with who I want to be and what my real desires and, you know, participating in life might truly be. So yeah, big um, place to begin for anyone who's yes. beginning to take a look. Yeah. Yes. And even, you know, in addition to a need that you could fill, right? Mm-hmm. It could have been a void that, you know, maybe a void in myself that I was trying to fill, right? Mm-hmm. My my role of being helpful or my responsibility. I mean, I am helpful. Um, you know, was that because I felt the need to, I don't know, prove my worthiness or to, to gain approval, um, or appreciation, right? So this is a big topic and I don't even know where to begin. 
I know, I know. I'll tell you one of the things that's coming up for me is um, <clears throat> we can we can talk about um, all, we can go to all kinds of places, and we probably might end up doing a part two on this one just because it is so so vast where we could go. But one of the things that was coming up for me was I was having a conversation with my um, niece in our mastermind, and <clears throat> we were talking about you know being in the rescuer role, like. Being a person, right, that you can look around and see what needs to get done and where people are in trouble and knowing that we have some somehow knowing internally that we have the capacity to help them. And for whatever reason, we have this rescuer archetype that's alive and well in us. And so we go right into that role. Right. And it begins to give us right a sense of self, a set, like you said, you know, a sense of self-concept, a way of self-definition, a way of feeling worthy and productive and valued by other people. And so, uh, you know, that's a great, that's a great example, a concrete example, like for, for our listeners to look at what are, what is a role, right? Like a rescuer, like that you're rescuing, always running in and rescuing people when they're in trouble, right? Or running in and solving their problems, giving them great advice. Um, how, how can you begin to look at you know, maybe just do a little exploration of how did that start in your life? Um, where did it come from? What do you, what do you get from it? You know, how defined are you by that role, and and how stuck are you in that space now in ways that maybe you feel trapped and you don't want to be right? And only yes. we can unlock ourselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, and even in addition to going back and, you know, oftentimes we do go back and maybe journal, we might kind of think through things. Um, But I'm going to also suggest that in playing it forward, in just living your everyday life, you know, the I read recently emotions are clues um, of of a need. Right. And so when I think this happened to me recently, you know, um, preparing for Thanksgiving, I had a lot of things that needed to happen in my house. We rearranged two rooms to make room for 20 some odd people. And I was away. But it is always my role, and I take it on as my responsibility, to prepare the house for company. I wasn't there. And so my daughter and my husband took a day and were doing it. And I, I was a little bit bothered by it it came up like oh my gosh you know how how can they do it without me what will they do what if it's not how i would do it and i take that kind of reaction as a clue of oh maybe i'm taking my role and responsibility in this instance a little too serious right right yes and that that need for control of it, right, has come to a place that's maybe gone into the unhealthy territory, right, where where the response to finding out about that sets off something in you, like you said, that emotion, right, that can give you a clue that there's a need there or something's going on there that's worthwhile to give attention to and to understand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And as you were speaking, you know, you mentioned the archetype of the rescuer. And then in the same, you know, in in your remarks, you talked about problem solver. Well, I have always claimed to be a problem solver, as if it is a badge of honor. It is one of the things I feel 
It comes easy to me. It's a gift. I use it in my work. I used it in my corporate career. But when I think about the problem solver as the rescuer, it's like, wait a minute, I don't want to be that, right? And so, so it's interesting to think about, you know, what are what are my roles and responsibilities, as you said, that I've taken on because I have the capacity, I have the skill, um, you know, I have the desire. But where's the where's the edge in the 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 light side and the dark side of that same characteristic. Right, right. And where do you get excited by it? And where do you get drained by it? And those are two beautiful. um, Again, if we're thinking of ways to start to dissect your your roles and your responsibilities to begin to, you know, write down, you know, a role that you're in or responsibility that you've taken on and what about it excites you and what about you, what about it drains you? And then how can you begin to start to make some modifications there to help you feel like you're not losing your energy? Because I, I know a lot of roles and responsibilities, when we've, when we've done them for a long time, can cross a line where they used to excite us, they used to nourish us or give us a sense of, um, you know, uh, uh, capability, uh, like I, I can do this well, um, or you're learning and growing in it. And then at some point, you may have exhausted it and it and it and it exhausts you then and it doesn't bring you the same kind of excitement or interest that it used to. And and that's that's kind of the the crossroad, I guess we would say, you know, as yeah. we talk about crossroads so often, is okay, well, if it, you're feeling that way about it, and here's the feeling as a guide, right? Um, what what can you do to begin to make change? And sometimes that's the scary part of it or the hard part of it to navigate. Yeah. Yes. And if you ever feel that there's no one else to pick it up, I can't let this responsibility go because no one else will do it or no one else will do it the way I do it. Right. Those are the warnings of um, maybe there's some work to be done on the ability to let go or your ability to receive. Right. When I think about taking on roles and responsibilities that become a burden, you know, is it, do we still carry those because we don't, we're not open to receiving help from someone else or permission to let that go? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have to practice a little bit to do things differently. Like I think about, um, you know, my, my need for a really tidy kitchen and having a point where I I challenged myself to leave dirty dishes in the sink when I went to bed, just because I had to show myself that I could actually go to bed and go to sleep, even though there was a dirty dish in the sink. Okay. And so, you know, these are the, but these are the actual practical ways that they play out in our lives. Right. And we, we get attached to things, doing things a certain way. We think that they're supposed to be a certain way or we like them that way. And so we're just not willing to let anyone else do them. One of the things I learned when I was um, doing women center work and kind of diving deep into, you know, uh, human interaction and communication was, uh, you know, one of our rules in the group is no advice giving. And one of the premises as we begin to explore, like why we have that guideline and what that means, right, is when we are giving advice to other people, at some level, what we're saying is you can't figure this out for yourself. And so that's a really disabling, disempowering posture to take 
right? And so to be able to sit in a place where you say, wow, you know, everybody's capable of, of doing stuff. They might not do it like we do it, but people can get stuff done when they want to get stuff done, right? So yes. how can we loosen up a little bit? How can we take ourselves out of the need to have it a certain exact way and explore how it might be if somebody else stepped in and took up a responsibility that we used to have or yes. don't want anymore? And how can we begin to um, you know, enjoy what that might bring and work with it in a way where you can still get it the way you want it or have some aspect of it the way that you want it and enjoy the freedom of not having to do it all. Yes. And you know, it's, it's so important to remember that whatever role we assign to ourselves or we accept as our own, right? Even if it's, even if we don't choose it, we accept it. Um, Whatever role we play, we are either limiting or defining the role someone else plays in relationship with us. Right. Right. And so how can we move into a place where our relationships are fluid, you know, maybe fluid and dynamic where we have shared roles and responsibilities? You know, it often comes up in the household, right? Or even at work, you know, if when I was a member of a team and there were six of us who had the same position, just assigned to different geographic regions. You know, I quickly moved into a role of, of being there for others, you know, when they were taking a vacation and needed coverage or um, doing a lot of work before my own vacation. So the person covering for me would have it easier and, oh, by the way, do it in a way that might be, you know, similar to the way I would do it if I was there. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was creating kind of an experience for them that maybe wouldn't have been the role that they chose. Yeah, so I think right. about that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And interestingly, um, I think that one of the feelings uh, that, so there's, there's like, there's, there's, those shadow and the light side almost of the feelings that can be indicators. Right. And one of them on the, I guess we call it the light side is, you know, feeling like you're, you've, you've got it covered. You know, you're, you, you know how to do this. You have, you do this in a superior way, maybe feeling a sense of superiority if we really go out to the edges of that. Right. And so if you, if you're feeling that, right. It's like, how can you instead begin to mentor other people? to come in and do it well too and find their way of doing things well, right? So the feeling would be, oh no, they can't do it like me, or I do it better, right? And and that could be an indicator where you could begin to come in and do more of a mentoring role or teaching role or whatever, help other people with it, right? And then the dark side for me is like um resentment, you know, where I always have to do this. Nobody can do this. Nobody does this. And I always end up being the one to do it. And I have to do it because they don't do it right anyway. Right. Like that resentful anger, irritated feeling. Right. And, um, and again, like I'll let that be our guide that, wow, you know, something in the sense of responsibility or role that you feel trapped in, right. In your story, in your mind, Oh, nobody can do it like me. Why do they, why can't they do it? Whatever that story is. Right. That that you feel trapped by, 
you're the only one that can begin to change that story, right? To yes. allow things to be different. Yeah. Yes. You know, and it's funny that you, you know, on the light side, you talked about the the feeling of superiority. And I, in myself, I put that on my dark side, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's that line of, am I, am I experiencing, am I sharing, am I teaching and guiding in um with curiosity and open-heartedness right Right. and that is a beautiful place to be but if i'm teaching or guiding um in a way it's because my way is the best way to me that is not open-hearted and curious um Yeah. yeah and so i do i you know it's interesting to think maybe what's just coming for me is maybe this lightness of being, this light approach is in the middle of two sides of darkness, one that we perceive to be bad and one that we perceive to be good. Yeah, right, right. right. Yes, yes. Well, and I think that one of the other things, too, is, um, and it depends on, of course, what we're talking about in, in, in the exact example, but, you know, like feeling like you're really capable of something is feeling like you become an authority in it, that you're an expert in it, right? And when anything is taken to its extreme, it becomes its opposite, which is, I think, where where we were going yes, with that, right? Yes, so like, yes. now I'm better than everybody. So <laughs> all of a sudden, it does seem like a shadow side. It's like, ooh, that's dark. <laughs> Versus, wait a minute, I have some real uh, knowledge about all of this right here. And I can, I can, I can share my wisdom on how to, how to do this. Yes, and, yes. and then maybe I can learn from you too, if you take it on. Yeah, <laughs> which that's exactly is oftentimes the thing that's left out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's, it's interesting to think about like the, the side of when we carry responsibilities uh, so much that we then resent those responsibilities, right? Yes. And how can we share responsibilities so that they don't become a burden and we resent? Because we, you know, resentment, we can resent the responsibility, but what really happens is we resent the people in the relationship. We resent ourselves for, you know, maybe even accepting the responsibility or being burdened by the responsibility. And then we accept, we resent other people who we perceive to be somewhat responsible for why we have this obligation and responsibility. Yeah. 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 I know. Um, So, you know, for our listeners, as you begin your exploration of, uh, or your, uh, you know, continuing exploration of um, roles and responsibilities and where you are with them and how you feel about them, if you feel trapped by any roles and responsibilities, you know, I think one of the ways to begin your journey of how you got from from wherever you started to where you are now, right, is to, to go back to the beginning. Like, when did you take that role on? When did you take that responsibility on? How was it at the beginning? And if you can see that there was some point that, that you traveled through where it went from being interesting, exciting, personally satisfying to uh-oh, I don't really like this anymore. I'm kind of worn out by it. It's tiring me out. Like, where, how did that happen, right? And what part of you is is no longer engaged in it in a certain kind of way? And what do you want to be doing instead? 
And I think we don't really let ourselves go to that place. We, we kind of sometimes get frozen and that's where we trap ourselves, right? I always feel like um, one of the things I learned, you know, in my shamanic work was feeling like your roles and your responsibilities are, are an avenue, uh, a, a portal of self-expression. And so when we're expressing ourselves and when we're, we're learning and growing in any role or responsibility, it, feel, it can feel exciting and fulfilling when it doesn't feel like we're necessarily expressing ourselves in an interesting way or growing and learning it anymore, it can really feel worn out. And that's oftentimes when the resentment and the, the anger or, or, you know, fatigue, the drain starts happening. So uh, then, you know, the, the, it becomes, uh, how, how can you express a new part of yourself, right? By changing that role of responsibility or casting it off. Even you might even have to cast it off completely. Who knows? Right. Yes, free yourself from that, right? Yeah, you know, and then the other yeah. piece I think about is, is you know, fact check, right? Oftentimes we are in these roles or responsibilities because we feel like we have no choice. Um, and so start to really look at the stories that you tell yourself about why you're in it, right? And really, you know, I think it goes back to um, in the, the four agreements, you know, don't make assumptions, Right. Often we're in a certain role or responsibility because we believe either we're the only one to do it or, you know, we don't have a choice or no one else is capable of doing it. No one else has time to do it. And those are assumptions that we're making about the other people who could be resources for us to share that responsibility or rid ourselves of that responsibility. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think... Um, uh, as we, as we kind of close out here today, it feels like we've kind of woven in here a a lot of journaling potential exercises for, um, doing some exploration. So if you haven't been, you know, jotting things down along the way, go back and kind of zip through and make some, make some notes. Cause I really feel like for me, you know, the, the ability to free myself from roles or, to express new parts of myself by doing a role differently or, you know, shedding responsibilities that I don't want anymore um, and, and allowing myself to take on new ones, right? And to really communicate to the people around me about that has really been a part of, you know, I think, I think you know, one of the ways that it's kept my life really satisfying in the last years because especially when you go through big stages of life, right? And you're making those big transitions. So I know for me, you know, in my 60s, in my this part of my uh, first half of my 60s has been me really coming in and reviewing my life and and thinking about, you know, I I'm I'm not the mother of young kids anymore, you know, but I'm still a mom. How do I want to be a mom now? How what what part of me needs to express be expressed now? What's the legacy I want to leave to my children, my grandchildren, like all of these things, right? And so I'm still growing and changing because I'm allowing myself not to still feel like I have to do the same Thanksgiving dinner, do it all the same, you know, like I don't have to do it all the same that I I did before. And, um, and I've freed myself from that, right? And I feel like we, each one of us can free ourselves if we really are willing to do some of the that, that some of the edgy work, you know, and facing some of the potential conflict or having the hard conversations maybe 
and oftentimes what I've found is the hard conversations don't even seem to be really that hard. It's just hard for me <laughs> to get it started. <laughs> and, and, and well, what a great reminder that, you know, your role, you know, you, we all change over the course of our lifetime. Right. Yeah. And so you could still have a particular role like that of mother. Right. But because you've changed how you show up in that role changes and what a beautiful way to to grow into you know uh, another version of being a mother that suits you well in this stage of life you're in right and we've talked about in many of our episodes the communication right it's it's don't assume but communicate well how you have changed and how you may show up differently in the role but that doesn't mean you're you're you know ditching that role yeah, yeah. Or ditching your loved ones. Because right. oftentimes that's how it, you know, I think that's what we're afraid of, right? Is that's what we don't want people to feel hurt by us and we don't want to hurt them. And we don't want them to be angry with us if they feel like we've changed or moved on in any kind of yes. way. And so, yeah, the only way that we can kind of reassure people is by just moving through it and being loving and kind and, and, um, and rising to the occasion. In yes. Way. We should probably do podcast on that laurel sometime <laughs> i thought, How do you I shift thought that from was being angry and resentful to loving and kind <laughs> oh yes Ooh. that would be such a good conversation yeah all right well we'll be back for more real soon let's wrap it up for today laurel thank you for this juicy conversation on roles and responsibilities i hope it helps our listeners um feel less burdened or trapped in their lives and more free to explore themselves in new ways that's right. Thank you. I enjoy our conversation always. Yeah, me too. All right. See you next time, Laura. Bye for Bye. now, listeners. We're glad you're with us on this journey. If you're ready to dive deeper into the beautiful work, join us in our private Facebook group where we continue the conversation and support one another in our inner work. Did you know that we're both life coaches? It would be an honor to work with you. When you're ready to dig into your own beautiful work, you'll find our contact information in the show notes. Thanks for being with us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. As you do your beautiful work, know that we're here for you. Are there topics that you'd like to explore? Send us an email. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. We're glad you're with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.